This episode of Begin the Search was recorded between October 11th and December 1st, 2020. I was unable to publish it sooner because I had difficulties with the editing and I had some things going on in my personal life. But I wanted to thank you guys for being here. Thank you so much for returning. And if it's your first time, welcome. I'm really happy to have you. I talk a lot about BTS and they mean so much to me. If you're here, you're probably listening because you also have a very special place in your heart for BTS, and likely they've touched your life in a way that your life is never going to be the same because of it. I'm not really saying that very well, but I just want to let you guys know that the map of the soul on the experience was such an amazing event. It was so meaningful, and the guys worked so hard to prepare for the concert, for the tour, and since they were unable to do the tour... They gave us everything they could in the Map of the Soul on the Experience online concert. And so I just want to invite you to listen to my thoughts as I recorded them in my journal from watching the replay. And I might say things a couple times because when I am reading notes or when I'm trying to gather my thoughts sometimes, I don't do the best at just kind of knowing where I've already been and (laughs) trying to stay on track. I really could use a co-host or a special guest or something to kind of help me stay on track. So if you're ever interested in joining me, that would be so fun to have you here on the podcast. So you can look me up in Twitter. You can find the Begin the Search podcast Twitter in the show notes. So let's go ahead and get into the episode. And thanks again for coming. Hello, my ARMY friends. I wanted to let you know before we get started that this episode includes some moments where I become quite emotional, and so if you're not someone who's comfortable hearing another person cry, then maybe you might want to consider whether this episode is really going to be for you. With that said, let's get into the episode. BTS Army, welcome back to Begin the Search. This is a podcast about BTS. Once in a while, I'll go off the rails and talk about ATs or in Hypen because I love them too. And I will mention TXT. I'll mention another group here or there, but it really is just that. Most of the time, it's a mention. Most of this podcast is about BTS and aspects of my life or the ways that I can relate to other people or hopefully you can relate to me by the things that I share. I've had some tragedies in my life. I've had anxiety ever since I can remember. Well, no, I guess I could say I have had fears, a lot of fears, but not really anxiety till about 2012. If you have anxiety or if you have a lot of fear, welcome. We're in this boat together. We're on this ride together. And I look to BTS to help me, to save me, to comfort me. They're not my religion. I don't worship them. I took notes during the map of the soul on the experience and the replay of night one. Watching the whole thing all the way through the first night is what I did. So these are not my absolute first thoughts and feelings. This was when I watched the replay, but I can remember some of the things that I felt and thought when I watched the first night, if that makes sense. But when I watched the actual live experience. So I'm just going to go in order 
of what I wrote down here. And I hope you're okay with hearing the sound of pages turning because I have a lot of pages. As I was actually watching the replay, I was taking notes, but I was keeping my eyes on the screen most of the time, and I had the lights off, or the only light that was coming into the room was from the TV. So what I did was I logged into my laptop and used the HDMI cable to hook it up into the TV and watch it on a bigger screen. I don't have a huge TV. My notes are going to be a little bit hard to see through, or I mean, <laughs> they're going to be a little bit hard to read in spots, so please bear with me. I'm just going to share with you what stood out to me, and hopefully it'll be interesting or enjoyable, entertaining, or we can almost relive it together. Or maybe there's something that I noticed that is a little bit different, so let's get into it. So how did I watch it? I did have my snacks all prepared. I had organic Starburst candies, and cheese puffs. I love cheese puffs, by the way. Fruit roll-ups that were organic as well. I don't know what the actual name of them were. You know how they always change the names and they're not the same brand as what we're used to. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I didn't actually describe what I wore, so I have no idea, but I was not in pajamas and I wasn't super dressed up either. I was comfy. It was probably yoga pants or like leggings with a long sleeve shirt. I was probably barefoot because I love being barefoot. It's absolutely my favorite. I definitely had a pillow so that I could hug a pillow if I felt like I needed to. We got our concerts and the tour taken away from us. BTS got the concerts and tour taken away from them. So I really wanted it to seem as much like a concert as possible. And I didn't even think about this, but if I was really at the Map of the Soul concert as planned on April 26th in Santa Clara, California, I really feel that I would have not wanted to go to the bathroom. I would have made sure that I didn't drink much throughout the day, hopefully, so that I wouldn't need to use the bathroom. I probably would have eaten very light, and I probably wouldn't want to be snacking there. I just wouldn't want to do anything that would be distracting to me. I would want to watch the whole show and not take my eyes off it as much as possible, except to look out into the crowd. You know, I wanted would want to look into the audience and see all the armies and see all the army bombs, and hopefully I would meet the people on either sides of me and all around me. If it weren't for this COVID, this pandemic, I heard that at the Rose Bowl 2019 concerts that people were just hugging each other, that armies all around were hugging each other at the end of the show. That makes me feel emotional and I wasn't even there. So if you were there and you got to experience that, oh, I cannot believe it. What what a great thing and I'm happy for you and kind of jealous. Let's get back into this reading here. Well, before the concert, they were streaming the same ads that we had been seeing in Twitter and in YouTube, it was RM and Jimin, the perfumery, uh, Jungkook and Jin, the tailor, and the gaming commercial. And then it was Yoongi, Hobi, and V doing the cake making. So we'd already seen those, but it was really fun to watch them again. And then we had uh, the first VCR, and the guys were cloaked in those robes, those hooded robes from the on MV, um, the actual MV, not the kinetic film. There were dark red and brownish, and 
the lighting, it was like Mars. It was like desert and rocks. They had two different stages during on. So when the VCR was over, we actually got to see the guys. But there were armies watching, like all in all those screens, you know, how people were dialed in live and stuff like that. But I was just really so happy to see the guys. And they were standing up on this rock. It looked like the same rock, like a smaller scale version of the rock from the end of the on MV where it says no more dream and then it says dream. There was a different marching band from the on MV, like the kinetic film, because of course they had to have staff and, you know, a team and a crew and musicians and everything from Korea, since we're not doing a lot of traveling these days. Hobie, whoo, Hobie, okay. Mr. J-Hope, he had one sleeve on his shirt and then the other one, were they both sleeveless? Yeah, he was sleeveless and he had this like puffy sort of leather it wasn't super puffy, but it was like a, a nicely padded leather vest sort of thing. And he had this sash going up his right arm, like twisting and kind of wrapped around his right arm. It was really attractive. It was a good look on him and his eyes and his face and his hair looked so good, so good. So I wrote down, I said, on with robes from the MV, the rock and the opening, the walls from the MV too. Oh yeah, the, the walls open. I did cry. I started crying right away. And I felt a little weird because my family was in the room, but I was like, eh, who cares? You know, this is, I mean, I'm just going to let it be the experience that I want it to be. Whatever it is, is what it's going to be. And the lights were off except for the TV. And I was just so happy to see the guys. And, and mixed feelings. So sad because this was going to be our concert that we were going to watch live. This was going to be the first tour, the first in-person show. It was going to be Map of the Soul. It says the lighting was awesome, but it was harder to see them until Jungkook's Bridge the light changed and it turned bluish and then and kind of grayish blue and it was a lot easier and more crisp and more clear to see them a lot less foggy and then after his bridge it turned mars like again yungi's shoes were so cool they were black with laces white laces all the way up they wore black gold jackets boots leather shimmer oh and shimmer accent the music behind their vocals was too loud though Oh yeah, that was my, my biggest thing. Besides the fact that we couldn't actually see them in person in the stadium. But the only disappointing thing about it, besides the fact that it ended both nights, was that the music, the backing track, and you know, the music and the live and everything, it was too loud, I felt like. So at least on my device, it was too loud. I did have the TV volume, not the computer volume. The music and the instruments and the backing track drowned them out too much. But we could still hear them, it was just harder to hear them. So on, they they did it. It was so cool. And then they changed right away to N-O or no. I don't know if we call it N.O or N-O. I don't know what we call it, but I call it no. And then we went into We Are Bulletproof Part 2. Fire in the background. Oh yeah, that was cool. The audio file of Army Screaming. I wasn't sure if that was pre-recording to add like a cheer, you know, to add the audience and to hype up our guys a lot more and to give them that energy or if it was only from the armies that were on the TV. So I wasn't exactly sure how much of the screaming was live right then. I felt like there was some audio, you know, that they had taken from another concert um, that they had played. And it doesn't matter to me. All that matters is that the guys felt like it was a real concert so they could put on the best show they possibly could.
the fire in the background is really neat. It added a really nice touch for those first three songs. It was so great. There was lots of distortion or rock guitar. So what happens is they really change up the track and make it a lot more intense. They make it a lot more, you know, rocking. And you guys have probably seen it many times. I think you know what I mean. Then I have Namjoon and J-Hope ruled this style. I really felt like those two had the best look. Just perfection on that. Then we had our first real VCR. They had gray and charcoal colored suits on with white or black jackets. They definitely had filmed this, the VCR, around the comeback in February. Jungkook, he had blue-tipped, he had his blue-tipped hair still from that time. And Namjoon had his pinkish hair. He also had, you know, where it was like the baby mullet that everyone was going crazy over. So nice and full in the bangs and everything. And then tapering down around his ears and then longer in the back. It was an incredibly dreamy shot of Vin. What? Jin! <laughs> Vin, what's that? An incredibly dreamy shot of Jin, worldwide handsome. That's what I wrote. Mirrors upon mirrors upon mirrors. And they had chandeliers, glass, crystals. And that ended with Namjoon holding an elaborate crown. Everyone has mastered the seductive, serious, model-like game. <laughs> they have it down. Then we hit Persona. All right. So Namjoon was standing at the podium. And there was a digital style almost, like uh, effects going over the podium. The places where they stood it would rise and fall. You know, like in Dionysus where they push things around, the crew will push things around and the guys will stand on them and dance on them and jump on them and sit on them. Well, this time it was pieces of floor going up and down, moving up and down. And once again, I felt that Namjoon definitely is our wonderful president. He will never steer us wrong. Boy in Love came next, and their outfits were shabby schoolboy uniforms with threads hanging off the shoulders, out of the seams, around the cuffs, and then some of their white shirts that they were wearing, which were not tucked in, of course, because they want to look like the rough, you know, school uniforms. Some of their white shirts were just cut, like jaggedly cut, and almost ripped in spots. And they still looked so sexy and so attractive, and so dressy in spite of how messy the suits were. The background was a lot of windows, like second story, third story, a lot of windows. And there were, there was, again, there was fire behind them and stuff. The background dancers were up in those windows after the, like the fire effects went away. They really prepared for this. This, again, this was going to be our concert. This was going to be our springtime concert starting in Seoul. Was it like April 17th was going to be the the opening weekend or 19th, something like that. That was the first show that got canceled and those beautiful armies in South Korea donating their funds from the ticket refund to other people who were like to the COVID relief, basically. That was so touching. But the guys prepped for this. They, they really prepared well. They, they were ready to show us. They were ready to show us. And I don't know like how much these sets that were in this online concert were actually going to be the sets that they used in the stadiums. But they were amazing. They were so good. So I don't know if since they couldn't do the tour and all that, I don't know how expensive it was, but it was a very, very big, huge production to put on this online concert for us. And by the way, the ticket prices were very reasonable. I am somebody who does not have a lot of money lying around. I'm somebody that 
is usually having to say no, usually having to turn the other way, like when people are ordering this or pre-ordering that or ordering vinyl and pre-ordering the deluxe copies and getting all the copies because they want to see all the different versions. I'm somebody who doesn't get to do that, but I saved my money for this online concert, so I did have the money when it was time, is what they were saying. We prepared for this for so long. And then they called it untacked. And I'm like, what? What's untacked? Does that mean contact and then untacked? Like, you can't make contact with people? Hobie and Jin were doing a bit of chanting or singing. And I really felt like they kept the morale up a lot because I felt this sadness, this like thread of sadness, especially coming from Jimin. And we found out later how emotional he got. But it was like, they, they had to keep their morale up. They had to keep that energy up, of course. And armies were giving them energy. But to play to an empty audience, the auditorium or wherever it is within the big hit buildings and, you know, the facility or whatever it is, this concert space, this, this amphitheater or mini stadium or whatever it is, they had army bombs in every seat to represent the army, the armies that would be sitting there. And they had to sing to that. And they had stages that were kind of across from each other with this walkway between and stages that were next to one another and I don't know how many stages they had was it four or eight stages or something and of course things that switched out and moved and rose and fell and stuff on the walls and stuff on the floor and super cool it was amazing and it was beautiful it was so nice to see Jin doing his flying hand kiss again if he did not do that I would have been really sad I do not want him to even quit that ever of course, he can do what he wants, but I hope that he'll keep that as his signature for a long time. J-Hope did say, I'm your hope. Jin said, upgrade. It was so cute because he's speaking Korean and then he says, upgrade. <laughs> it was so cute the way he did it. He did it that same way both concerts, both nights. Jin said hello in English, Korean, French, Spanish, and Japanese. That was fun. Tay said hello in what sounded like Russian and then one other language and I didn't know what it was. I was guessing it was Filipino or Tagalog or something like that. Um, it was hard to watch the replay knowing that later Jimin was going to become so emotional. So that's one of the things that I had wrote, written down and put a star next to it. Um, yeah, it was just hard to watch that. Then I predicted that they were going to be performing Dionysus right after, and I was right. So that made me kind of happy. Um, they had green light. They had no tables, no benches, no things that any staff was, you know, pushing around. So we're used to Dionysus on a much bigger scale, of course, with the two big wild cats blown up on either side. Um, and then, you know, all the chairs and stuff, and they jump up and down off the things. And they didn't have any of that. They just stayed on their feet the whole time. The platform blocks came from the floor. So, oh, okay. So, yeah, they did rise and fall just a little bit. So, wherever they were standing, parts of the floor would rise up. So, it did give some texture. It did give some, you know, some leveling. Um, and some, you know, some, what do you call it? Like, not leveling, but you know what I'm saying? Like, different levels. They would stand or jump on those things a little bit, but... Uh, and then it says here, some ad-libbing from members during Suga's part. So that was kind of fun. They were they were really hyped up. And they were they were kind of like, oh yeah, or whatever they were doing while he was rapping. And they were like, oh yeah, uh-huh, and things like that. So they were doing that. They were inserting different places. 
Um, and then instead of saying, are you, are you ready for this? Are you ready to get hyped up? RM said, Army's in the house. Make some noise. So that was cool. It was different. And I really appreciated that he wanted to greet us at that moment. The background, the background dancers in the rooms or the windows of the set behind them. I just wanted to point that out again. And I wrote that down. I noticed the guy's mics during this first set. So I noticed that Jin now has a sparkly white mic and Namjoon has a silver mic and JK has a medium blue with some pink and lavender, um, different specks of, you know, sparkle in his. So those three guys had different mics. The next VCR. So it was a white background, then it turned to red, then we had feathers falling and an eagle or a hawk crying white linens everywhere, black ink or smoke. Um, it was smearing it around. Um, it was really nice contemporary kind of a look to this VCR. Jimin looked, um, it says here, there's a wall with Yoongi against the wall and his shadow was shown. So I knew that Yoongi's solo was coming next. I predicted Shadow and then Black Swan, and I was happy to see that I was correct again. So that was exciting. Um, not that it's a really big deal or anything, because that's kind of how, you know, the songs come close together like that in the Map of the Soul 7 album anyway. Then I wrote down for Shadow. Yoongi was in the middle at the end of the VCR, and uh, the middle of the guys, and he stepped forward, so I knew it was Shadow, and I was so ready for this. We had red and pink and blue lights at the end of a long hallway, kind of going dimmer and brighter, and you could see him, and then you could, it would get closer to him. He was dressed all in white, a lot of baggy clothes, and so I'm like, he's got something on under there. That jacket, that coat that he's wearing looks so, so baggy, extra big, and it's not just extra big and loose, it's extra big with clothes stuffed underneath it. I knew he had something planned. Um, and so he had an extra coat, an extra shirt, extra pants, um, an awesome change of clothes was coming. That's what I wrote. Then the hands of the people on both sides that were pushing all these really long yardage of linens. How do you even make linen material that perfect without seams all over in it, without ripping it, without, you know, without... Um, gathering it or like what's what's the word when with when, when the threads get kind of loose and then you kind of pull on them and it it what is it called like it snags on the fabric or if you have a thread hanging out of one of your shirts and you pull on it and it starts to make all the tiny little stitches you know the knit stitches and everything or the fabric the way that it's made or woven um, I don't even know how they make fabric anymore but to have such long and tall linens with no seams in it at all. I'm just really curious how you do that. There must be huge machines in a huge building somewhere. So, but it was very effective. Just put it that way. All these hands pressing in at him on both sides. And I think all of us noticed it. One of the hands hit him in the head and one of them hit him in the shoulder or the face. And I was like, oh my goodness. Um, one hand accidentally poked his face behind the sheet, and he kept on going, what a professional. So that's what I wrote there with that extra heart, Yoongi. Um, and I just had such anticipation since I first heard Shadow in February. I really wanted to see this, and uh, I mean, definitely Shadow is not a happy song. 
So I felt the feelings, and it's it's one of my favorite songs. It's so important to me. And then we have here, there were silhouettes behind a screen, and then there, we had fog or dry ice swirling around him. That was really neat. It was really effective as well. I was just trying to picture what it would be like live, you know, down in front of us, rather than flat on our screen. The whole mood of Shadow feels, it just feels, like I said, so sad to me. The wardrobe team has to create a jacket, I'm reading again, that can be ripped off in a few seconds, and also his white shirt underneath. The background dancers closed in around him. They were crawling on the floor. By the way, this was the multi-view concert, so you could have the multi-view on the whole time, and you could see them crawling in, and it looked really creepy. It almost looked like sharks, you know, like sharks coming in around a swimmer ready to just swallow you up, ready to bite you and attack you. It, it it was pretty creepy just seeing all these people dressed in black coming in around him with that swirling dry ice or fog. And they what they were doing was they were going to stand up and shield him so that he could take off the baggy white clothes and have the reveal of the outfit underneath. And what happened was we got to see him in a lot more fitting outfit. He had black. It was like a V-neck sort of crisscross tied with a long sash down the side. Um, not like sash, but almost like a skirt, but like a different layered sort of ruffle on some of the parts. Like, like a really long shirt with some panels that were longer and shorter. Like his black swan outfit. Because obviously black swan was going to come next and he needed to have this flowing contemporary like lyrical almost outfit. I don't know how to express that with his bare feet and everything. Actually, I think for Black Swan, they kept their shoes on. No, hold on, hold on. They were barefoot, weren't they? And then Jimin, he had to have his shoes on for filter. So they stalled just a teeny tiny bit and Jimin had suddenly had his boots on. I do not know how he did this. So let's get into that in a minute. Um, before that, let's back up a tiny bit. So the guys that were around Suga, they got out their smartphones and they were all kind of, you know, jamming around him as he was rapping faster. Um, he needed to be... No, let's skip that. I already talked about that. Suddenly, all the BTS members appeared behind the backup dancers. Like, there was just no warning. Suddenly, they were there. And I was like, they did it so well. Just how they came in, didn't waste any time. They were just suddenly there, and we didn't have to be like, oh my goodness, look over there, there's Jin sneaking in, or there's, you know, there's V sneaking in. We, that didn't happen. They were just around all the guys, and the guys had to have their phones up and kind of jamming, you know, grooving to the music while Yoongi rapped, because they needed to shield the fact that our guys were coming in all around, like, behind them. And then the Black Swan stage was behind that. So as Shadow faded away, they were into position for Black Swan. It was so beautiful. It was an underwater-looking scene. There was lots of, like, kelp stuff, you know, like um, wild greenish-yellow seaweed or something. And the lighting on their clothes even. Sorry, lightning. It was like lightning, electricity on their clothes. And it kept on happening. And it went up their legs and it went down their shirt and their back and everything. And then there were bubbles coming up all around and towering seaweed or kelp, like high above them on all sides. And Tay's jacket was all feathery looking. 
Jimin had a shirt that had like smaller looking feathers, not fringe, but like feathers. And then Hobie also had some really small kind of feathers looking on his shirt. Jin, Jimin, Jungkook, they all had lace on their shirts. Um, and then uh, Jungkook and Jimin both were had sheer black shirts. So you could see into their <laughs> their bosom. I don't know. You could see into their chest. And I know a lot of us were like, oh, there's some peekaboo pectorals going on there. Um, they had floral print to cover up some of the torso with that, you know, with that sheer material. So it was very tasteful and it was still, you know, it was like, it was, it left some mystery. It left a little to the imagination, but we still got to see some, you know, skin peeking through, but it was very tasteful. Those, the flowers and everything covered up, you know, just the right amount. Um, who rocked this look the best? I said RM and Yoongi definitely with their longer coat, like sort of sash, you know, coat, shirt, whatever the thing that they were wearing, um, lots of layers and it was flowing and fitting the fluid movement of black swan choreography. Jimin then did a barefoot. He did a lyrical and or contemporary dance to buy them time so that they could then do filter. My family predicted that he was going to do filter, but I was like, no, not yet. They, that will come after the VCR. The backdrop was all electricity and light and shadow on his clothes and on the walls and on the floor. And he was on the floor and he was turning and, you know, going to do a little rolling on the floor, doing really nice movement. Um, then we have the next VCR. It looked like someone was dropping black ink into water and swirling around slowly in slow motion. But whether that was smoke or whether that was ink, I don't know. But everything was reversed from the previous VCR. Okay, so, like, if they were smearing, like, black oil or something, black paint on their faces, it showed them unsmearing it. So it was, like, all played reverse. And, like, the feathers that had fallen in the last VCR then went back up. And it was, like, the reversed torment. So it's like Black Swan was, like, torment, you know, and shadow, and then they reversed it. So now we get filter. But it was an only a short... VCR snippet and it was mostly Jimin. Now with the smoke sort of ink falling around him um, and then I'm like okay well I still don't think we're going to get filter yet though. And here we have UG or OOK however you say it. UG, OOK or UH some people say it like that. And it's in a boxing ring. So that's I think as well what we would have maybe seen on stage in the stadium tour is a boxing ring or at least you know people dressed in boxing type things on the side and Yungi was in black red and gold robe like beautiful satiny silky material rm he had black underneath the what does it say black under as well as gold leopard print okay and, and a robe. And then Hobie had a black robe. Wasn't one of them wearing red? Yeah, Yoongi had some red and gold. Okay. Um, and then, so he had black underneath and then the robe was red and gold, I think. Background dancers were behind the cage wall. So like the cage or the ring, the boxing ring, you know. I just called it a cage. I don't know why. They were holding signs and banners that said Suga versus J-Hope versus RM. And that was fun. And then they came in after a while to simulate fighting or like pushing the the rap line together so it's like they're pushing them together trying to make them fight each other you know like egging them on encouraging them to get aggressive 
And then after the rap line did their number, we got zero o'clock from the vocal line. And what a contrast. They just stood there dressed in white. Jin, Tae, Jimin, and Jungkook in a line just like that, left to right. They had a clock and they had snow behind them. And I cried the whole time, you guys. I picked up the pillow that was in my lap. And I cried the whole time. And I wrote down this song speaks to the depression that I feel. The, especially the part where they say, and you're going to be happy. It's, it's such a comfort. I can't even say more than that. It's such a, such a soothing relief to my mind and my heart that is almost always feeling this layer of sadness. I mean, it's like high-functioning depression because there are days when I don't have it at all. And then there are days where I have it and cannot shake it. So they all looked amazing, but Jimin rocked the look the best, in my opinion. And then Tay, they both looked so good. Jimin was the only one without a jacket or like a suit coat. He had a flowing shirt and sash-like like belt. It was really, really nice. I think you can tell I like those flowing, you know, the longer sash or coat or like shirts that have multiple layers or panels in different lengths. I, I think that's so attractive on people, especially on these guys. They did some choreo at the end of zero o'clock as a group. That was really, really nice touch. Their vocals were 100% perfect. It was just so, so great to see them and hear them singing that live to us. Nobody went off key at the final chorus. Oh, and then black, uh, dancers dressed in black came behind them and their arms went like clock hands, um, behind the guys to nine o'clock, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, and then 12 o'clock position. It was so emotional. I'd been waiting for that. I really, really wanted to see it and they didn't disappoint so anyone who worked on that production hears me right now thank you for that it was such a gift and then the fact that you let us have the replay and a second night of the concert it was such a gift so I got to watch it four times and it's a huge blessing to me okay then it says Jin, okay, the next VCR, Jin was in something that looked like a Greek or Roman style dome or uh, like a, what is it, what are those things called? Like a, not a gazebo, but you know what I mean? It was like a thing with pillars in the clouds. Tay was in the desert at night. Jungkook was sleeping or resting by a wall of clocks, of course, because of my time. Jimin was looking closely at lots of TVs. Um, Jin had the moon in his hand. And Jimin sees himself in the TV screens. Jin gazes into the camera. The sky turns purple. Jungkook turns lamps on and then sees all the clocks. So these are just my notes I'm just reading to you. The VCR procedure or process, it shows you what or who to expect next. That's all it is. Um, and it's, it just gets you excited because if you know the album and you know the tracks and you just love them and you've heard them, you just 
get to be so excited for what's about to come. Why am I crying so much? <laughs> I didn't cry this much during the concert until the end. During the shadow on zero o'clock and a little bit of on. And my inner child, I guess, I cried. <laughs> Woo! Okay. So, but you get to see what's coming next. And, I mean, I don't like spoilers, but I love VCRs because it, it lets me get excited about what, what track they're going to do next, what they're going to perform next. And if you haven't seen it before and you don't know what the outfit and what the wardrobe and what the stage is going to look like. You just, you just have this anticipation. It's like, I can't believe I get to see this. I can't believe it's about to start. Why do I not have someone sitting here with me? I can't be alone right, right now. I can't be alone right now. Oh, I'm okay and I'm not okay. Why do I not have someone here crying with me? Oh, all right. So, this meant that all four vocal line members were going to next perform their solos. We knew we'd get my time first. We knew it would be amazing, and it really was. It so was. Jungkook had leather pants, boots, a very sophisticated look. Oh, those pants, the boots, and that jacket. I loved his jacket. It was black, and it had all these, like, they weren't snaps. What were they, like buttons? No, what were they? They weren't functional. It was just for design. And it was like all outlining all of the seams and all of it was just trimmed so well. It was so sophisticated for him. It was a bit sensual and it was really well done. He is such a great dancer. If you didn't know that he was a singer and you hadn't ever seen him before, you would just watch him and go, man, that guy is a great dancer. You would think that dancing was his only profession. He's that good. He is so captivating. Um, the edgy leather jacket, it was like the rock guitar that was in my time, you know, because, and then he did this thing with his hand that was kind of like playing the guitar during that part that goes da -da 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 in the very beginning. Um, and then we have, he's doing a dance like running sort of move. He ad-libbed more against the original recording of his own voice during the ending part during like the, you know, the, not the bridge, but like after the bridge, when he comes into the chorus. I hope I have Kleenex because I just don't see that I'm going to be able to get by without crying again. This was the sexy JK I saw before I ever saw the young, cute, bunny, baby, Mucknay JK. Okay, so I came into ARMY, I became ARMY in summer of 2019 right at the beginning of summer. So like one, th three days after official day of summer. Not that that matters. I don't even know. Maybe it's helping me calm down my crying by giving you this useless detail. But I saw Jungkook in the Pied Piper in Fifth Muster before I saw Jungkook as a 14-year-old, 15-year-old, 16-year-old, you know, debuting Jungkook. Um, the jacket was just so hot. I, I was like, I want that jacket and I'm not a guy. Okay. I just want that jacket because I want to be reminded of seeing him in that jacket. Show me a guy wearing that jacket now. No one's going to look as good as Jungkook ever. No one ever is going to look that good. But anybody who wears that jacket is 
not anybody, but you know, most people who wear that kind of a jacket, most guys are going to look hot, okay? They had four background dancers in very baggy outfits that really contrasted Jungkook's fitted leather outfit. He walked to the camera, he danced, he had a dance break before the bridge, and we saw a big camera crew there. So as he was coming forward, like on that sort of walkway area from one stage to another, and then a clock appeared on the floor, and he went to the opposite stage, and then he had higher vocal ad-libs, I think. I just wrote this down, so I'm just telling you, again, my notes. The background guys all were in loose clothes. Why did I say that again? Maybe maybe it was just because I was just enthralled by this perfectly fitted outfit that he was wearing, and then all the guys in, like, these, these background dancers, the, the crew you know, really baggy compared to him. It just made him even more attractive. Not that I hate baggy clothes, but when you see an attractive guy and he's dancing and he's got boots on and it's, you know, rock and guitar and everything, you don't want them to be wearing like, they weren't, I don't know how to describe it, but you know, you know, linen pants, very loose pants, very loose, um, long sleeve shirts. Okay. So then I said his long hair was a bit gelled or tousled, and it was the very attractive, messy look. At the end, the background guys made all the hours, okay, so all of the hours on a clock, and they pointed to 6.13. I noticed that, and I was very touched. So they really want us to remember when they debuted. They just keep on showing us and reminding us, and of course, we're not going to forget but for him to put it in there, you know, it was real, a really nice touch to finish it off. Filter. Jimin had black pants, white silk shirt, white jacket, boots, and a hat. Very, very stylish. Very attractive. So, so good. And I was wondering, is he going to be doing some Latin footwork? Is he going to be doing a little, you know, is it like samba? I don't know what filter... You know, I don't know what beat that is, okay? I don't know if it's mum is it mamba? Mumbo? What is it called? Mambo? Mambo, samba, uh, merengue, I don't know what it is. So but um and then it says here black jacket, added a belt, he could have had his red pants underneath. I don't think so, you guys. This is the most confusing part of the whole show. I feel like the first half of Filter was pre-recorded. Please don't hate. How could he have changed his clothes that fast from a very form-fitting outfit where you could see into his open shirt, into his chest, you could see there was not a red shirt underneath that white shirt. There just wasn't. Click of a button or with some kind of a you know, digital setting that's timed. I think that the first part of filter where he's wearing black and white is recorded, pre-recorded. If it wasn't, I'd love to know, but that's maybe that's not for us to know the secret. I would just love to see how they did that. So 
Because Jimin just had no time to change at all. He had his backup dancers in front of him and on the sides of him. And then you could see one piece flying off to one direction and then the left. And it's like he took the clothes and threw it right, left, right, left. It threw the clothes off. The guys move out of the way. The backup dancers move out of the way. And there's Jimin in the red suit. Just stunning. He looks so stunning. And again, the guys were in loose outfits that really contrasted with what Jimin was wearing. It was so good. Okay. Oh, it was so good. Change to all red clothes with shirt tucked in, pants belted. There's no way that he could have done that. He couldn't change his clothes. Moon. I have four hearts surrounding the word moon. Jin is in this awesome suit with a long coat. Again, I like the long outfits. I like the coats. I like the sashes. I like the, that kind of stuff. I like the not ruffles necessarily, but I like the flowing things. He stood on a rotating moon by a huge red rose, planets all around him, lamp posts, stars, and clouds. I wrote down in big, huge letters, vocals. I wrote down in big, in a big word, eyebrows. And then I have here foxes, fox masks on the background dancers okay why were they foxes because foxes don't howl at the moon like wolves do right we love wolves in our family wolves are like our spirit animal besides a dolphin a swan ironically i love white swans i absolutely love them i used to go and watch the swans on this um in the cemetery where i used to live I would just go and sit there and watch them. There was a pair of swans. And I heard that swans stay together. Once they find each other and decide to be mates, uh, companions, I've heard that they stay together. So they're beautiful birds. Um, they can be scary. <laughs> they're powerful, but they're beautiful. Anyway, so, you know, besides I love snow leopards. I love white Bengal tigers or whatever. I love the white tiger. I love the the regular Bengal tiger. I love ocelots, I love panthers, I love jaguars, I love all the wild cats, and I love dolphins, and I love whales, and I love sharks. I don't love sharks as much as the others, but wolves are gorgeous. Wolves are beautiful. Wolves are, they're so sad, they're so lonely. They travel in packs, or they're alone, or one of my favorite books, actually, my favorite book is about a wolf and his two best friends. It's called The Three Feathers by Stefan Boltz, B-O-L-Z. You guys should read it. It's a beautiful book. It's a beast fable that you just do. If, if you read it at the right time of your life, it helps you start doing some kind of like reflecting, some spiritual sort of searching within your own self. Somehow, that's how it hit me. But why are these guys wearing fox masks? That's what I wanted to know. And my family was asking the same thing. So then I realized, which I never thought of, is so it just hit me, the ooze, the vocal, the vocalizing in the introduction of Moon on the Map of the Soul 7 album are supposed to be wolves. So I would have liked to see those guys having wolf masks, not fox masks, because it reminded me of Ilvis, what does the fox say? Ooh, okay. That was terrible. I loved the production. Loved Jin. 
standing up there on that moon and coming down the stairs, you know, and then a little bit of choreography. It was cute. I mean, it was like, you know, it seemed to fit, but the fox masks, I didn't, I didn't care for that part. Not everything is going to hit everyone the same. Not everyone's going to like everything, but I could have done without the fox masks. But Jin's vocals, and he ad-libbed, he was wailing in his chest voice, and then he tried to jump up and kiss the moon that was hanging above him at the end, and he couldn't reach, so he tried to jump a little bit more, and like, his lips were so puckered, and he's trying to kiss that moon. Oh, it was cute. Then I have Inner Child. Carousel, four white horses, Tay and an adorable, maybe age six to eight-year-old boy dressed the exact same as Tay. Overalls, like pinstripe overalls with a, like a, a silk flower, um, you know, in the lapel of the suit jacket, like the blazer, and then um, a red ring, like a flower ring um, on Tay's finger. And I don't remember if the, the boy also had one on his finger. Um, and then the same sneakers. So cute. So, so touching and cute. And, um, sorry, let me turn this here. I wrote down Tay. Lots of smiling at the camera. How can you smile when you're singing? Especially a song that has, is full of emotion. How can you smile? I can't smile when I'm singing. And I do a lot of singing. I've tried it before. It's hard. Not everyone can do it, I think. But he was smiling and singing, and it didn't affect the sound. It didn't make him look weird. You know, it was just beautiful. So I wrote emotion, depth, heart. And then confetti and a Ferris wheel on the screen. And then Tay sang to the boy. And the boy gazed at Tay, and he smiled, and it was so, so, so sweet. And it just showed armies at that point on all the screens. And that was the first time we got to see that armies were really... No, that, that wasn't the first time. But armies got to sing the O, oh, the O oh parts. Oh, 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 oh. I, I totally forgot how it goes now. What is wrong with me? da 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 Okay, we can change. We gonna change. Oh, we go. Okay, that's the part that they were singing. And then Tay was ad libbing while the armies were doing that. Tay, he had falsetto ad libs too, and the vein in his neck was just prominent as could be. Armies were cheering. It was, it was beautiful, and I looked forward to, I looked forward to seeing this live. For the first time, I looked forward to it, and I'm sad for BTS when they first realized that they were not going to be able to do their stadium tour, you guys. I'm sad for them. I'm sad for how devastated they felt, and I'm sure they still do feel devastated, but they're ready to move on to the next era. They're ready for the next comeback. <clears throat> I'm really proud of them. Because that's so hard to have your love, your career, your your hope, your anticipation, your joy taken away from you like that. For something that we can't control. Because we couldn't control that this virus came and affected all of us all over the world. Then we had a VCR. It was OT7. It was a group VCR. And they were all wearing Gucci suits. 
they looked so sharp dressed. It was, it was visually perfect. It was stunning. They looked so good. Um, some of them had more casual sweaters though, like cream, neutral colors, denim jeans. Okay. So it was, it was the Gucci suits and then it would cut away to the casual wear and then back to the Gucci suits and then back to the casual wear. Tay looked so good. He was in green. Um, at this time I wrote down that it was 9.25 p.m. my time. So this was a replay, like I said. So we were already almost 90 minutes into this Map of the Soul on the concert experience. Hobie was in the center, so we knew it had to be Ego, and we got so excited. When I say we, all of us armies, of course, but I just mean me and my family that was watching it. Um, but then, and that also meant that the concert was going to be coming to a close and I hated that. I just, I, I anticipated ego. I, I just knew that ego at the show at the real stadium tour, you guys, ego was going to be a moment of celebration. And it was Hobie did awesome things during that. He was in the car. He had cool clothes on. I don't remember if it was like the cute jacket the first night or what he was wearing. But he said, army, make some noise as he came out. So the car was like red. And then we had like a garage and six ATVs and the door opened. And he said, army, make some noise. And license plate said BTS 613. That was touching. Hobie was in, okay, here it is. Hobie was in a soft light denim tee. Tee? jacket oh okay soft light denim oh yes yes oh I love these pants there was a lot of shiny trim on these pants and on the jacket nice outfit super nice outfit I even looked for it because I wanted to know what it was you know where he got it from who made it for him how much it cost and all that I didn't find the answer to that but I'm sure there are Twitter users who look that stuff up and actually devote their uh, you know, like a whole Twitter profile to Hobie's outfits. I'm sure that that's a thing. Then it says here, white t-shirt underneath, glasses, big, with big lenses. The, that was cute. Just perfect, Hobie. Perfect. And then his smile. And I circled smile a bunch of times. Confetti behind him, fireworks, choreo was very fun. I want to learn that choreo. Um, all the members then joined him and that was, like I said, it was a celebration. It was so great, but then it was just making me sad because I was like, I know this is going to end. I didn't want map of the soul era to end. Um, Tay's hair at that point, And I put a heart around it. So I don't remember at this very moment what it looked like, but I, it looked great. I'm sure Gucci suits. That's what they were wearing at the time. Then they did Boy With Love. They had their umbrellas, you know, the light-up umbrellas. And then the rain was on the screens. Not the rain. All the screens were covered with um, rain coming down. It was really nice looking. It was it was super cool. They had remixed the track. And I love this version. I circled that too. I really love that version of the backing track, Boy With Love. Tay rocked the fashion the most. He had a blue velvet jacket. And then black, I don't know what that is. What Black what? Black shirt, probably? Maybe, or pants. Um, Yoongi also, uh, only the rap line wore jeans with their Gucci blazers. Namjoon dropped his umbrella once. Hobie said that it was hard for him to open his umbrella when he needed to. 
or maybe it was hard to close it. And then it was time for some interaction with the fans on the screen. And then I wrote, still excited, not looking too tired yet. Okay, so the boys were still excited and they were not looking too tired yet. We saw a woman who looked like aunt or aunt from the restaurant that fed them in their early days. Did we get to see her in American Hustle Life? I feel like we did. But there was a woman on the screen that looked like her, kind of. Jin said, the concert is almost over, and that was at 9.34. So for me, the replay started at 8 p.m. It's just over an hour and a half now. They said, shake your army bombs, and people held up BT-21 dolls and just celebrated with banners, you know, and is that what they're called, banners? Suddenly I don't know what they're called. You know, we have the beautiful saying on it. And so we had chatter, we had banter, we can find stories. Oh, okay. The BTS members, they said, we can find stories that were made thanks to you, ARMY. The final songs are all, the final songs are to show the path. BTS and ARMY walked together for seven years. I think it was Yoongi who said that. And then I wrote down, they did all the songs from the, and these they showed before the concert. And my my son actually predicted this. He's like, I think they're going to do all these songs in the concert. And he was right. They did some of the songs that they showed the MVs. So first was DNA. I wrote, I really didn't love the rock and vibe, the brass section of the remixed backing track. But I know other armies probably loved it very much. Tay and Jin's vocals were great. I wrote down, needed to go to the bathroom so badly, but did not want to miss any, so I didn't go. I thought how hard it must be for anyone to go to the restroom of an actual BTS concert in person. Then they had dope in the elevator. They, it set the stage. What does that mean? They made it look like they were shooting up to high, 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 you know, multiple sky rise type floors. Uh, top floors of buildings. And then they would like land in a desert looking uh, level. Lots of different sets behind them. And since I've not seen very many of their uh, MVs, I'm not familiar with the sets, but the elevator simulated various backdrops that might have been scenes from MVs. There was snow, there was fire, there were burning buildings. Then the ele elevator zoomed back down. I'm now in a different room, so I'm going to be recording and it might sound different. I apologize for that, but you're still going to hear the pages being turned. Sometimes I stutter when I don't really know what to say or I feel a little bit flustered with my thoughts and with reading my writing. I can see it really well, but it is quite messy in spots. My writing is normally very neat, but when I was watching it on the screen, watching the replay of this concert experience, I wanted my eyes on the screen. I didn't want to have to look at my pages at all. So all I did was I would glance down and just to see, make sure that I'm not writing on top of everything that I had already written. So I had last talked about how the elevator going up and down for DNA was pretty impressive. It seems like with DNA and fire and idol in the last, is it the speak yourself or the love yourself tour in the last part of the tour, it seemed like that was part of their medley, like their sort of, is it called the mashup, 
where they have three different songs and they only do part of three different songs. You know, it's the time when they can really let loose and they don't have to do the choreo and they don't have to do... They can just do whatever they want and really try to just have a good time and, and kind of ham up for the camera or, you know, reach out to the fans or whatever they want to do because they don't have to be that organized when it comes to actually putting on a show. They can just sing the songs and do whatever dance they want, but it's still a really exciting, hyped up time in the concert each time they do it. So it's kind of like revisiting songs that we don't dare forget about from the previous concert. I kind of think that's how I would describe it. So then we had something that looked like another VCR. It was a horn, like a war horn. Maybe not like what was at the, was it the, the MMAs last year when all the horses came on stage and all those people in military hats and different stuff like from a really old time and someone was on the stage blowing this horn. So I'm not sure exactly know what that horn was that I can describe, but it sounded like a war horn, I guess, like from older times. There were words on the screen and it said, no more dream. So they took off their jackets, you know, the jackets that they had been wearing for DNA and Idol. And the red and orange lights in the background were on the screen. So it looked to me like little red bullets from their first concert. So it was like they were just taking us through time, back in time, when they had performed No More Dream. And there wasn't a lot of light on the stage at this point. It was just around the guys. And they were clustered or formed kind of, you know, their formation was very close on the stage. They weren't spread out, you know, they weren't covering much area. I fell asleep for most of the Red Bullet in the first Bunk Bunk Con, that free one that streamed on YouTube in March. I couldn't stay awake, and so I <laughs> slept through most of it. So I'm not sure exactly if these lights were supposed to be Red Bullets, but I felt like that's what it could be. I wondered if they were trying to sort of symbolize the original light sticks that they used to have. What I noticed about this No More Dream performance is... Jimin really grew up and evolved, and he changed. It seems like he changed the most out of everybody. Wow. Jimin, it's like, he's this man now. But when they were performing No More Dream before, he was this kid with biceps in a tank top and this cute, like, cheeky grin or whatever, and his hat on backwards or something or whatever it was you know, pulling up his tank top and showing a little bit of his abs and dancing around. And this time, like, just so grown up, so, so sophisticated were the guys this time. And then, of course, the dance break that a lot of people look forward to. I wrote down here, sexy. <laughs> I actually wrote that. But they looked so manly compared to the young boys that they were. And then they finished it. Um, they said, or, or Namjoon said, to all the armies out there, and then the guitar or whatever it is, that low bass guitar, kept on sort of strumming, and then with the piano theme, and it said, no more dream, and it was pretty emotional, that moment. So, if you watched it, hopefully you remember the moment that I'm talking about. It was really powerful. Then they showed us armies on their home screens again with the army bombs, and they were so loud. That part was really emotional, too. Just a lot of cheering, and they were chanting BTS, BTS. Army bombs in the seats were synced to light up, and they spelled BTS loves army or BTS heart army. That was at 9.50 p.m. my time. 
So if the concert started at 8, we were now at 9.50 p.m. So that's how, how long it was. It was 9.50 by this time, and the music for Butterfly started up. I've never seen them perform Butterfly, and I have not watched the MV, so I was over the moon excited for this one. They sang with all the armies still on the screens, and BTS, they had changed their outfits, their shirts, or, you know, whatever they were wearing. They changed to Map of the Soul on the Experience hoodies and jeans and t-shirts. I just love Butterfly. That is one of the most meaningful tracks. It's one of the very first ones I ever heard when I heard the music from the epilogue, is it? Like the epilogue version? No, sorry, the prologue version. Um, when I watched the webtoon, I was fascinated by that theme. It's like such a a haunting theme. I don't know how to explain it, but the effects, the production in that ep in that prologue version is just so... It just, to me, kind of signifies my early ARMY days, like within the first week or two. And so when I heard it on the and watched it on the screen, I was brought back to that. Um, just seeing so many armies swaying and moving to the music and waving their army bombs. Yoongi was wearing yellow glasses. Tay had brown pants. Tay also had a bandana tied around his right bicep. And I wrote HOT, H-O-T, <laughs> in caps. His hair. Tay definitely rocked that casual look. Everyone else had long sleeves except Yoongi. Then they got to perform Run, and I wanted to see them jumping a lot more like they did on, like in the stadium tours, but they didn't really jump as much. Um, they did walk right up to the screens, but I don't know if they actually were able to interact with armies on each individual screen as they walked up to them. I don't know, like, if they put their hand up to try to high-five, if they could actually touch the screen, and it would come into the, like, into the... The view of the person <clears throat> that was chosen to participate in the concert like that, you know? Like, let's say I was one of the people who was selected to be featured on one of the screens from my home, from my computer. And let's say Jin or somebody walks up to me and right at my screen I see their hand coming up like to high-five me or something, you know? Or if Jin were there to blow a kiss right into the screen, or if Tay were to come over and wink and give his his V, you know, like the, the whatever, the peace sign, or if Hobie were to come over and like point to his dimples or something, like, I don't know if what they were seeing is the same thing as exactly what other people were see. I don't know how to explain it. You know what I mean? Like, we had the multi-view... We had, what, six different cameras or something, or seven different cameras, seven different views, but I wonder what the other armies saw as well. Did they see the exact same thing we did, or did they see BTS, like, approaching their actual computer screen? Does that make sense? So, they, anyway, they, they looked like they were interacting with armies like that. They, I just wrote here, Sweet Smiles, RM. He had such sweet smiles. Hobie pulled an army bomb out of his pack. He had one of the little packs. Um, they all had little packs, and I had just barely noticed it right then when Hobie pulled his out. Then they were jumping, they were dancing, they were freestyling, lots of jumps. Yoongi was shaking his booty, of course, and I just thought it had to be so tough to 
film run, not to film, to perform run. Um, because it was on the biggest stage, but it's not the same thing as the stadium. It's nowhere near the stadium size. And so if they want to run around and get wild and kind of hyped up and crazy, you know, they just don't have that much space to work with. So that had to be quite a humbling and, um, you know, kind of almost a shock to them. I'm sure they rehearsed it a few times beforehand just to get used to the space, to know the limits and everything. But I felt bad because they are used to running from one side of the stage to the other and, you know, looking out at the vast ocean, the vast, you know, numbers of armies in front of them. Then I have here, they performed Dynamite and they didn't even get a break. <laughs> they were so out of breath. I remember that. I just remember them panting, like just, they just could barely even breathe. But they didn't stop. RM had white framed shades. And I watched for a noticeable change in Jimin because I knew that his emotional moment was coming up. But I didn't really see one yet. He did seem to lose his energy during Dynamite, though. He didn't dance the choreo as much, but neither did the rest of them. Tay got water before the key change. I noticed he came to the the front of the stage or the side or whatever and he got some water. And I watched for... What does this say? I'm trying to read my notes. I watched for whatever had made them laugh at the end of Dynamite. And I wrote, no idea. They were just laughing. But Jimin looked upset. I did notice that. They all needed water. They needed to breathe. They needed to let their heart rate come down. Jimin looked... Um, upset, like I said, he wasn't smiling much anymore, but he was the first to speak during the ending ments, and his voice was already breaking. J-Hope, he said, we had a meeting this morning to decide which song to finish with. Suga said, our encore song is only for ARMY. RM invited them to... Oh, invited the members to give their final remarks. And at this point, it was 10.05 p.m. So the concert had been going for two hours, five minutes, with no break except for costume changes or during any VCRs. Hobie, he said he was 80% happy and 20% frustrated. He didn't sugarcoat it. He said it was a challenge for them. He said, this is the result of our efforts... And it 20% as singers, we are frustrated that we can't see you, you know, face to face. That's what he said. <sighs> My heart was pounding. <sighs> when he said, this is the result of our efforts, I just felt like, just like, the, I felt the collective just huge disappointment from artist to fan from all those people including myself who saved money and you know we were looking out for the first tour poster you know the first tour um announcement back in january was it the very end of january we got the tour announcement I just remember how exciting that was and thinking if I save my money and if I plan it right, I could actually purchase a ticket and I can actually go see them. 
I want to see them all together before anyone enlists in the military. And before anything changes from, like, my first year, it wasn't even going to hit my one-year anniversary yet of being a fan, you know? It was only about just a little over half a year in at that point when they announced the tour. And when Hobie said, this is the result of our efforts. I just remember how they had the We Purple You event for Map of the Soul 7. They they posed in front of the wall and they were all wearing really nice suits and you know, Tay was trying to spoil something and they were like, no, you can't say that. You can't do that. You can't give away that choreography. And then he was saying, well, can I spoil this? And can I tell the armies that? And like, just with this boyish, childish, not childish, childlike grin of like, I'm so proud of what we've done. I want armies to get a little tiny teaser or spoiler because we're about to release our on our title track choreography and in the manifesto or sorry the kinetic manifest <laughs> whatever it's called at this point but you know what i mean he wanted to spoil some of the moves he wanted to do that sort of wheel move i think they called it the wheel like driving move and i just felt so bad for them because jehope he's saying you know, I'm 20% frustrated, I'm 80% happy. But how much they had to get through their initial feelings. Because Namjoon, when he heard that the tour was going to be postponed, he said that he was yelling. I've heard him yell before. A lot. I've heard him yell in frustration, and I've heard him yell in, like, I can't take this, you know, kind of like in a funny way. Like, he's kind of done with the members. <laughs> or in different games they play for Run BTS, different things, but just trying to imagine how he felt and that he was yelling in, like, not despair, but probably even, you know, feelings of despair they had. Like, they, they probably got the news and they were like, you're kidding me. You're canceling our tour? You guys, what would that feel like for them? They just, all they ever wanted was to show us the best version of who they are. They want to bring our pain from 100 down to 99%, down to 98, 97. They are music and artists for healing. And so they first had to see their tour postponed, and then they had to see their tour canceled, and then they had to see that. Armies were given the option to refund all their tickets. That had to be so hard on their side. It was hard on our side, too. There were so many of us that were looking forward to seeing them for the first time. Some people probably not very healthy. You know, some people were probably older and not very healthy. And who knows where we're going to be in life by the time we actually have another opportunity to see them in person. But I just, I can only speak for how I feel and then I can imagine how other people feel and felt. And I know we're still not over it. I know a lot of us are still not over it. 
we accepted it, but it was like, what else can we do? We, we can support them, you know, through digital sales, through pre-sales and in these online concert experiences. And so I just felt so bad because I just saw the look of harsh reality on J-Hope's face. And when he said, we just were frustrated because we can't see you face to face. And the staff, they did a great job. They selected people to go on those screens and it was kind of like face to face, but there's nowhere near the same thing. He said, I hope this is all over soon so we can see you in person. He looked tired. He looked a bit mad, but he said, this isn't the end. We are going to come back cooler and better, you know. And then he finished with English, thank you, Army, for your love and support. We all know how, if you've heard him say that phrase even once, you can hear it. It's recorded into your permanent library. You can hear Hobie's accent, you know, speaking his English. So cute, so sincere, and so touched by our love and support. And so he likes to thank us. So then we get to Jimin. As soon as he started to rub his forehead and his brow started to get furrowed, I just knew he was going to cry. And then the members, they said, just cry. Go ahead and cry. <laughs> and other ones, others said, don't cry. But others were saying, do cry. Just, you know, just cry. Go ahead and cry, Jimin. But he said, due to COVID, we couldn't do this for a while. We couldn't perform in a group and share the happiness with you. And then it showed armies, and there were a lot of people crying and cheering, and RM comforted him. He reached out, you know, to try to comfort Jimin and give him a, you know, a supportive hand. Jimin said, I don't know why this happened to me, but during the encore, when I saw your faces and I heard your voices, I got emotional. There are a couple of different versions of this translation. Circ circling, is that how we say it? Circulating, circling around the internet and through Twitter. And depending on the translation that you've seen, this could actually be even sadder than it was. But some of the ways that it was translated said, I don't know why this happened to me. Like, I don't know why I had to... <sighs> how will I explain this properly? What Jimin was saying was, I don't know why this happened to me. From what I got from it, I mean, because I can see it both ways. It seemed like he was saying, I don't know why I got emotional tonight. I don't know why I got this emotional. And then he explained when it happened. It was during the encore when he saw the faces of ARMY and he heard ARMY's voices. But the way that some people have translated it is... Jimin, like, forlorn almost, in despair, just, like, like, aching and yearning, saying, I don't know why this happened to me. Like, I don't know why this pandemic happened to me. I don't know why this social distancing and p cancellation happened to me. So that's, wh that's why it looks a lot more sad. But I thought the context from how I viewed it and how I read the the captions or whatever, the subtitles, it looked like he was really saying, I don't know why I got so emotional just now, but it happened at this point. So that's how I took from it. 
he said he couldn't focus, he was frustrated, and he felt like he couldn't show his best. He said that our earnest hearts were in it. He said, thanks for your encouragement. Then RM, he, it came to him, and it was his turn, and he said, I'll speak in English. This was so touching, too, and I saw so many quotes about it. I saw so many tweets. He said, we are literally strong. The army I know and the BTS you all know, we're all strong. We will find a way. He said, and if we can't find a way, we'll draw the map. Let's draw the map again. And he's, he said, catastrophe, let's not stop ourselves, let's not stop of ourselves, I love you, truly, I hope you can know that, I love you. And then he smiled. <sighs> I experienced all the ache in the world that I, that I have ever felt in that moment. I want people in my life, whether it's just on the screen, whether it's just BTS. That's, that's something I wanted and I received it from him in that, in that very small moment and just like a minute or two of him talking where he said, I love you. Truly. I hope you can know that. I love you. He said it with such confidence. He said it with such comfort and assurance and it was different than the Love Yourself Soul, the final day two, was it? When he got really emotional, when he had his red baseball cap on and he had the little red bag and the, was it a blue or black sweatshirt that he was wearing, you know, and he, where he broke down crying. Everybody remembers it, you guys. I'm sure you know exactly the thing I'm talking about. And he said something like, I mean, he said it all along where he's like, we, we should love ourselves, we want you to love yourself, I need to love myself. And then he would say, I'm not sure yet that I can say I truly love myself, but I'm getting closer, or, you know, I'm kind of paraphrasing from what I remember. But when he broke down in the soul of the final, day two or three, whichever it was, um, he didn't seem as assured, as self-assured, as self-aware, as like stepping into that that role i mean he's he's bts's leader and we all call him our leader but just in this moment of what he said i'm just going to read it again and these are my notes so it's not exactly word for word but he said we are literally strong the army i know and the bts you all know we're all strong. We will find a way. That's not a forgettable phrase. That's not a forgettable sentence, you know? That's... No matter what we think about how annoying it is to have to continuously quarantine just in case, even though we don't think we got exposed or even though... We think maybe we got COVID, but the test came negative or something like that. Just, and all these things where we wish we could see someone's face and we can't because we're all masked. And I, for myself, I have to ask people, excuse me, will you repeat that? I didn't quite hear you, you know, because I can't hear everything through a muffled mask and, 
we're all doing our best, but he said, you know, if, if we can't find a way, let's draw the map again. And I'm thinking map, map of the soul, but also map of our hearts, a map of making sure that BTS and ARMY do not lose each other, no matter what. <laughs> and his smile at the end. <laughs> and then I wrote down here, Jungkook shook RM's hand then in approval of what he said. It was so sweet. <laughs> that's a that's a whole topic. I could talk for like an hour on how how adorable it is that they shake each other's hands. It's not something I see in the United States culture anyway. It's not something I see in, in groups around me anywhere. I don't see people who are so close to each other, living together, who have grown up together. You know, they're brothers, they're best friends, they are co-workers, they're everything, they're teammates. I don't see people shaking hands with each other when they are really impressed with or approve of what someone of what, of what each other said. Usually we'll high-five each other or we'll be like, oh, you know, like we'll say something like, oh, that was awesome, you know, or, or good one. But we won't actually like go forth and shake hands, physical shake, you know. I don't know how to, it's like you offer your hand, like I approve of what you just said. I, I'm pleased by what you said. I'm proud of what you just said. So it was really cool. Jungkook, he said, I got motivated and encouraged by your screaming. I had fun performing. I thought, I'm not sure our, okay, sorry, that was like almost a quote from him. This is my words again here in, in my notes. I said, I thought about this. I'm not sure our sensitive Jungkooki can make it through a concert the second night without being more emotional. I was thinking that he was going to break down, but he was really good. He, I mean, he was level-headed. He was calm. He was smiling. Jin, he said, this didn't really feel like a concert since we promoted Dynamite so much, but seeing your army bombs, your dolls, and your slogans, he said, it reminded me of past memories, and I could tell we are in this together. That was really meaningful, so thank you, Jit. He said, we won't stop this journey with you, army. <laughs> and I put triple hearts on my notes because I was like, what a sweet, what a wonderful thing for Jim to say. I mean, I definitely felt it. We won't stop this journey with you. We'll keep going on this journey. Then I have Suga. He spoke about the harsh reality of how they felt as they saw their concerts getting canceled. He said, maybe we had forgotten what we were made to do. And then he said, with an online concert, we were concerned how to satisfy you and ourselves. We hope you liked it. You guys... <laughs> There's a cat around my feet meowing. I <laughs> get it, Yungi. A little meow meow. <laughs> um, he said here, so maybe we had forgotten what we were made to do. You know, they're human first. And they are young men, normal people, humans, feeling emotions first before they are celebrities. <sighs> you know? And everybody's, everybody's genetics are different and everybody's, you know, uh, mental capacity is different and everybody's personality is different. Everybody's desires and wants and needs are different. You know, we all have the same basic needs and stuff like that, but everybody's goals, everybody's thoughts and heart are different. 
And he's saying, like, as they saw their concerts getting canceled, one after another, because at first we just, they were thinking, you know, let's cancel the Soul concert, but let's still hope that Santa Clara and Rose Bowl will be open, you know? I even remember talking to my friend about two weeks, maybe, a week after the tickets went on sale. I think it was one or two weeks, maybe like not even a whole week, maybe three or four days after the tickets went on sale. And I said, you know what? I'm starting to get worried that the concerts are going to be canceled. And the, like the, the borders of the countries weren't even closed yet. Not yet. Not, not quite. I think they were just starting to close the China borders, prohibiting anyone from traveling from China to anywhere else, or at least in the, in the United States, because at that time, we still thought, you know, maybe this virus is in China, but it's not coming here. That's what a lot of people were thinking. But me, I was just had this feeling, we're not going to get our concert. They're going to keep postponing and canceling and postponing and canceling. But just thinking of our seven members here, you know, they get this news. And first, of course, they have to let themselves, they have to let themselves feel whatever it is they're going to feel. That the sinking heart, you know, the shock, the the denial, the rejection, like, I don't want this, you know, take this back. I don't want this. I I need my concert. <laughs> I need to perform. That's what they were thinking, you know. They thrive on it. They thrive on bringing the entertainment to us, the music and the dancing, the rapping, the smiles, the, the hearts. They thrive on that. Sure, the income is nice, and sure, the attention is nice, but they thrive on the kin the connection that they feel with us. And so when Yungi said, maybe we had forgotten what we were made to do, I love that. I love that he said what we were made to do. Can any of us who are true fans, true supporters, can we at all deny the fact that each one of these guys was made to be the artists that they are. They were made for music. They were made to share music with us. They were not made to just be a person who sings in the shower only, or someone who sings in their car, but every time their windows are rolled down, then they suddenly get nervous and they can't sing anything. And so he said, with an online concert, we were concerned how to satisfy you and us. So we hope you liked it. Yes, I loved it. I, I got to watch it, what was it, eight times? No, wait, hold on. Night two, night one, night two, replay. Yeah, I got to watch it four times. Sorry, I'm doubling it. I don't know why. He said, I miss you very much. I hope this is over soon so we can jump in the concert together. That that's going to wrap it up for my journal entries and my whole experience of watching the Map of the Soul on the experience on my TV in the comfort of my own living room. And I appreciate you guys for coming and listening to it. I It meant a lot to me to be able to write it down and also to be able to share it because I feel like what's the good in having something if you can't share it? And I just want to share about BTS. I want to share how they've blessed my life and how they've just really inspired me and watching the concert being able to watch the replay 
a couple times was just amazing. So I got to see the concert two days in a row and watch both replays for that. And again, I just want to reiterate and really impress on all of us how hard BTS worked to bring that concert experience to us. All of the work that went in from their team, from their directors, from the staff, the backup dancers, from everything, everyone. They worked so hard. They learned the choreo and they were so excited to bring it to us, especially to bring on to us in tour in the stadiums. And they didn't get that opportunity and doing it on, you know, on live streaming or whatever by charging admission. That was definitely, it was an, it was a solution, even though it wasn't like the best, the best case scenario would have been to obviously be able to have stadium tours to be able to do their whole tour and all of their live concerts. But in a pandemic, that was a good, a, a reasonable solution. And I'm really thankful that Big Hit was able to do that for us. Thank you again for listening. This has been Begin the Search, and I will see you guys next time.